The most unprotected one, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And as Muslims, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to respect. Hey guys, it's Kyra, Sydney, Jasmine, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to Way Back When. We are Rodney Bates, a film class of 2018. In history, they rarely talk about black advancements in black history and what black people have done for society. And even when they do, they always talk about black men and always overshadowing black women when they play a very large part in society and do almost everything behind scenes for black men. So today we're going to be talking about all the awesome black women in history that you rarely hear about that really should be heard about and I don't know why they're not talked about. But today we're going to give them the light that they deserve. Hey, it's Sydney and today I'm going to be telling you guys about two civil rights activists that are women that we do not speak about or that we do not know about, we're not taught about in schools. First off, we have Septima Poinzetta Clark. Clark was born in Charleston, South Carolina in 1898 and died on December 15, 1987 at the age 89 in Johns Island, South Carolina. Clark was an American educator and civil rights activist Clark developed the literacy and citizenship workshops that played a very important role in the drive for voting rights and civil rights for African Americans in the civil rights movement. Clark's work was commonly underappreciated by Southern male activists. She became known as the Queen Mother or the Grandmother of the Civil Rights Movement. MLK commonly referred to Clark as the mother of the movement. Clark argued that Knowledge can empower marginalized groups in the ways that formal legal equality couldn't. Next, we have Shirley Chisholm. Born November 30th, 1924, died January 1st, 2005. Shirley was an American politician, educator, and author. She became the first black woman elected to the United States Congress in 1968. She served seven terms from 1969 to 1983 as a representative for the New York's 12th Congressional District. She became the first black candidate for a major's party for the President of the United States and the first woman to run for the Democratic Party's presidential nomination in 1972. Chisholm was awarded many awards. Chisholm was the keynote speaker at Hunter College's graduation in 1971. In 74, she was awarded an honorary Doctor of Laws degree by Aquinas College and was their commencement speaker. In 75, she was awarded an honorary Doctor of Laws degree by Smith College. In 93, she was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame. In 96, she was awarded an honorary Doctor of Laws degree by Stetson University. In 2002, Shirley was listed on the list of 100 Greatest African Americans. On January 31st, 2014, 
the Shirley Chisholm Forever stamp was issued. Then, in November 2015, Chisholm was posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by President Barack Obama. Now we're going to be talking about Anna Arnold Hedgeman. Anna was born July 5th, 1899, and died January 17th of 1990. Anna was an African-American civil rights leader, politician, educator, and writer. Anna was an executive director of Harry Truman's 1948 presidential campaign. Afterwards, Anna was rewarded with a federal appointment in the Health, Education, and Welfare Department in the new President's administration. She was also appointed to the cabinet of New York City Mayor Robert F. Wagner Jr. Anna was a major advocate for both minorities and the poor in New York City. She also served as a consultant for many entities on racial issues and late in her life founded Hedgeman Consultant Services. Hedgeman was a a recipient of the Pioneer Woman Award awarded by the New York State Conference on Midlife and Older Women in 1983. Hedgeman received an Extraordinary Woman of Achievement Award from the National Conference of Christians and Jews. She was also granted honorary doctor degrees by Howard University and Hamline University. Next is Ruby Nell Bridges Hall, born September 8, 1954. Although it may seem like we integrated schools a long time ago, we definitely did not. Um, Ruby is an American civil rights activist. She was the first African-American child to desegregate the all-white William France Elementary School in Louisiana during the New Orleans school desegregation crisis in 1960. Marian Anderson. Marian Anderson was deemed one of the finest of her time. Marian Anderson became the first African American to perform with the New York Metropolitan Opera in 1955. Marian was born February 27th of 1897 in Philadelphia. Marian displayed vocal talents as a child, but her family could not afford to pay for formal training. So members of her church congregation raised funds for her to attend a music school for a year. In 1955, she became the first African-American singer to perform as a member in the Metropolitan Opera in New York City. Despite Anderson's success, not all of America was ready to receive her talent. In 1939, her manager tried to set her up at a performance in Washington, D.C.'s Constitution Hall, but the owners of the hall the Daughters of the American Revolution informed Anderson and her manager that no dates were available. That was far from the truth. The real reason for turning Anderson away lay in a policy button placed in the DAR that committed to the hall to being placed strictly for white performers. After a word leaked out to the public about what happened, an uproar ensued, led in part by Eleanor Roosevelt who invited Anderson to perform instead at the Lincoln Memorial on Easter Sunday in front of more than 75,000 people. Anderson offered up a riveting performance that was broadcasted live for millions of radio listeners. 
Over the next several decades, Anderson grew. In 61, she performed the national anthem at President JFK's inauguration. Two years later, Kennedy honored the singer, singer with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. After retiring from performing in 1965, Anderson set up her life on her farm in Connecticut. In 1991, the music world honored her with the Grammy Award for Lifetime Achievement. Her final years were spent in Portland, Oregon, where she moved on, where she moved in with her nephew. She died there of natural causes in, on April 8th of 1993. Hey guys, it's Kyra, and today I'm going to be telling you about some wonderful African-American women in our science industry. And the first person that we're going to talk about today is Shirley Ann Jackson. Shirley Ann Jackson was born in 1946 on August 5th to parents Patrice and George Jackson. They both strongly valued education and encouraged her in school. She attended Roosevelt High School in Washington, D.C., where she graduated as valedictorian in 1964. Ms. Jackson then extended her academic career to MIT, and that's where she attended school, and she graduated with a doctorate in physics. And while doing that, she was the only African-American woman to do so then. Ms. Jackson... While Ms. Jackson was the first African-American woman to gain a doctorate in physics from MIT, she was also the first African-American to chair it on the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. She was a principal executive officer, and she was an official spokeswoman for the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. She held, she held ultimate authority for all NRC pertaining... NRC pertaining to emergencies. The second person I'll be talking about today is Dr. Jane Wright Cook. She is a pioneer in chemotherapy and medical oncology. Let's start from the beginning. Dr. Wright was born in New York City in 1919. She was the first of two daughters born to Kareem and Louis Thomas Wright. Her father was also a doctor. He was a graduated a graduate from Harvard Medical School. Jane graduated from honors from New York Medical School in 1945, where she interned at Bellevue Hospital from 1945 to 1946, serving nine months as an assistant resident in internal medicine. After that, Dr. Ray became the first African-American woman appointed to the staff at Municipal Hospital in New York City in 1929. She became the first African-American woman police surgeon in the city of New York. At age 33, Dr. Jane Wright was appointed head of Cancer Research Foundation at the age of only 33. She is one of the youngest people to do so. While doing so, she is one of the highest ranked African-American women at a nationally recognized medical institution at a time when African-American women, let alone men, or any African-Americans at all, were even ranked. She was ranked one of the highest, so that was a very big accomplishment. She is also one of the only two women physicians appointed to the President's Commission of Heart Disease. 
1967, she was named a professor of surgery at the head of cancer chemotherapy department and associate dean at New York Medical College, her alma mater. The third person I'll be talking about today is Margaret James Strickland Collins. Now, how often do we hear about an African-American child prodigy? Well, you're about to hear about one today. Mary, I met Margaret James Strickland Collins, started university when she was only 14 years old, and she went to gain a third PhD in zoology at the University of Chicago in 1950. Now, how amazing is that? And how often do you hear about some powerful African-American women doing that? While gaining her PhD, she is one of the co-discoverers of finding the Florida Dam wood termite. And she was a professor at Florida A&M University, where she undertook research at the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History. She was an amazing woman in her field that studied in her field until the day she died. She was researching still at the age of 73. Researching was the love of her life and she enjoyed it very much and she never wanted to stop doing it. While being an amazing researcher, Miss Collins was also an advocate for civil rights in the 1950s. She participated in many civil rights acts and marches while also doing her research. Mrs. Collins was a strong advocate for zoo was a strong advocate in the field of zoology and she was also a strong advocate in the field of civil rights. She she stood for these ideas until the day she died and was still researching until the day she died of of the age 73. She was a powerful woman that we don't often hear about, but we should know more about Miss Margaret James Strickland Collins because she was an amazing woman in the field of science. And the fourth and final person I'll be talking about today is Miss Angie Turner King. She was born in 1905. And she is one of the first African-American women to gain degrees in chemistry and mathematics and gaining a bachelor's in both in 1927. And then she conquered her master's in 1931 in both degree areas. She then later went on to get a PhD in mathematics and education. And guess what? She was the first African-American woman to do so. She had a passion for teaching and educating the youth, and that's what she later did with her degrees. Despite being brought up by her formerly enslaved grandparents, yeah, this is not that long ago. Yes, her grandparents were formerly enslaved, and she was orphaned at a young. She never let any of her obstacles stop her from achieving to get her Ph.D. in mathematics. She had a real passion for teaching, and she did that until... She retired in the late 2000s. It was said that Miss King was powerful and she had a lot of influence over her, her students and she really cared. And even though she had it tough, it didn't let her bother her because she wanted to see all young African-Americans succeed just as she did. Hey guys, this is Nick, and um, I'm here to talk about Amelia Boyan Robinson. Uh, she was born in August 18th, 1911, died August 26, 2015. She was married three times, but the last time she got married, she was married to James Robinson. She graduated from Tuskegee Institute and was a civil rights pioneer who championed voting rights for African Americans.
Amelia helped organize the 1965 Selma March and later became famous after being beaten by Alabama police officers during the protests. She was also the first black woman to run for Congress in Alabama. She didn't win, but her campaign raised much needed awareness about voting discrimination. Next is Jane Bolin. Jane Bolin was a woman of color who practiced law. She was the first black woman to graduate from Yale Law School and became the nation's first black female judge in 1939. We know you guys are probably tired of hearing us just talk and talk and talk. So we're going to give you a break and let you listen to a little song that we found to be empowering for women of color and just give you a little joy and give you a little something good to listen to. Another woman that has done great things for the African-American community was Miss Ella Josephine Baker. Baker was an African-American civil rights and human rights activist. She was born in Norfolk, Virginia, December 13, 1903, and died also on her birthday, December 13, 1986. She worked with many great civil rights leaders of the 20th, 20th century, including the famous W.E. Nevoes. Another great woman that has done great things for the African-American community was Marsha P. Johnson. Johnson was a trans woman who played a vital part in the civil rights for LGBT community and also for African-Americans. And last is Miss Angela Davis. Davis was a revolutionary American educator the former Black Panther has also fought for race, class, and gender equality over the years. Davis authored one of the most one of the most distinguished books in the field of women's studies called Women, Race, and Class. She's also an advocate of prison reform. This is Jasmine, and I'm going to be talking about powerful black women leaders. One of the black women who I'm going to talk about is Jane Bolin. She was born in Poughkeepsie, New York on April 11, 1908. According to blackpast.org, um, she was an interracial child, so she came from a black and white. Um, her dad was black and her mom was white. Um, she was the first black woman to graduate from Yale Law School, and her dad was an attorney as well, so she kind of followed in his footsteps, becoming an attorney. Throughout her collegiate career, she finished with all honors. In 1939, she became the first African-American female judge in the United States of, of America. So, Jane Bolin, what she contributed to society is that she set example that black women could get to where they want to be if they work hard enough for it. And she did. She put in the work for her to get where she wanted to be in life. So I think it's very influential to always have people who you look up to, especially like as kids in college 
and be able to reference someone older who went through similar things and triumphs that probably we still go through as just college students. The next powerful black woman I'm going to talk to talk about is Gloria R. Smith. She's from Chicago. And in 1975, she was appointed the first black dean at the University of Oklahoma for the College of Nursing. And she served until 1983 before she moved on to a company in university, uh, not university, but in Minnesota. So Gloria becoming the first black dean in 1975, that's very, very triumphant, especially I wanted to do something close to home. So us going to the University of Oklahoma, it's great to hear about the past and that women were involved. Not only women, but black women contributed to greatness here. And she was able to be over the College of Nursing. So that's great. Um, the next person I'm going to talk to, uh, talk to it, talk about is Clara Looper. She was born at Okfuskey County in Oklahoma in 1923. She grew up attending all black schools, and then she attended the Langston University for her undergraduate degree. She was the first black woman to be admitted into the University of Oklahoma's history department, earning her master's in 1951. Clara Looper is most um, remembered for her civil rights movement help with that. So she helped a lot with Oklahoma getting into the civil rights movement and trying to push for changes in laws and um, equal opportunities for black people here in Oklahoma. So a lot of people remember her for that. She did get into the Oklahoma Civil Rights Museum or um, one of the Oklahoma museums. And she recently died in... 2011, um, I actually remember when she died because um, one of my aunts had Miss Claire Looper as one of her teachers, and she remembered her telling them that they could do anything, and they had strong enough voices, and if they used them, they could change the bad things in the world that were set up against them to not have them flourish as much as they once could. So I think it's great for people in Oklahoma, not even just Oklahoma, everywhere, to know that you don't have to suffer from past mistakes and Clara Looper helped all right it's Jasmine here again and I'm gonna be talking about Miss Daisy Bates um she was born in 1914 and died in 1999 she was a civil rights activist and journalist um she's most known for her help with the Little Rock Nine um segregation times and Pretty much she was a supporter and role 
model for the nine African-American students who were the first to attend an all-white high school in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, she helped the students overcome the animosity and hate that they faced from the white residents of the city, um, as well as the students who attended the school too, who hated them just because of their skin color. So it's influential to have people like Daisy Bates who offered positive light in those dark situations. Well, not real. yeah, those dark situations because those kids, they obviously knew that they weren't wanted there. So obviously it would have been easier for them to give up and just like say, oh, I'm not going to go to school. I don't, they, it's not like they want me there or anything. So it was very much needed for people like her to help back them up, push and get them to making history. That's so influential and monumental of her. Oh my God, I was recording. Okay, anyways, even today, we still have black women making very important contributions to society. From Michelle Obama, the first African-American first lady, Beyonce, one of the greatest entertainers of all time, Simone Biles, the most highly decorated U.S. gymnast ever, Takesha Lance Bottoms, the first mayor, black mayor of Atlanta. They're continuing to make history as black women, women, and continuing to make a name and legacy for themselves. How long was that? <laughs> as much as we talk about black men in history, without black women, our black men wouldn't be here. They wouldn't be themselves, and they wouldn't have made that history. In this podcast, we are trying to bring light to the history of African-American women who are hidden behind the black men. And welcome to Way Back When. We are riding Bates, a class of 2018. The most unprotected one, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And as Muslims, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to respect. Another woman that has done great things for the African-American community was... Miss Ella Josephine Baker. Baker was an African-American civil rights and human rights activist. She was born in Norfolk, Virginia, December 13, 1903, and died also on her birthday, December 13, 1986. She worked with many great civil rights leaders of the 20th, 20th century, including the famous W.E. Nevoz.
Another great woman that has done great things for the African-American community was Marsha P. Johnson. Johnson was a trans woman who played a vital part in the civil rights for LGBT community and also for African-Americans. And last is Miss Angela Davis. Davis was a revolutionary American educator. The former Black Panther has also fought for race, class, and gender equality over the years. Davis authored one of the most one of the most distinguished books in the field of women's studies called Women, Race, and Class. She's also an advocate of prison reform. As much as we talk about black men in history, without black women, our black men wouldn't be here. They wouldn't be themselves, and they wouldn't have made that history. In this podcast, we are trying to bring light to the history of African-American women who are hidden behind the black men.